welcome to First Cause and my grandpa's weekly devotional. I hope it will encourage and inspire you. Thanks, Jaden. This week's devotional is entitled God's Gracious Hand. Our passage of meditation is from Ezra chapter 8, verses 21 to 23. I proclaimed a fast by the Ahava River so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us, our children, and all our possessions. I did this because I was ashamed to ask the king for infantry and cavalry to protect us from enemies during the journey, since we had told him the hand of our God is gracious to all who seek him, but his great anger is against all who abandoned him. So he fasted and pleaded with our God about this, and he granted our request. What? No infantry or cavalry requested? Ezra's fast proclamation and prayer is amazing because of what we might miss without a careful study of the chapter. Let's look at some of the important background information. First, we're looking at a group of about 1,500 men comprised of priest, royal lineage, and laity. And this doesn't even include all the women and children. Second, the journey was about 900 miles because it would have been too hot to cross the shorter desert route. Third, the Hebrew word translated children is taf, not the normal term, but one which meant people unable to walk, such as the infirm, young children and elderly. Fourth, they were transporting over 63,000 pounds of gold and silver articles, which required careful guarding and which were considered holy to God for their temple origin. Fifth, they were traveling a route full of enemies and the danger of being ambushed. So why did Ezra decide not to ask the king for military protection? In Ezra's mind, the reason was simple. He told King Artaxerxes, the same king who earlier had put a stop to the temple construction in Jerusalem, that God's gracious hand was on those who sought him. God's reputation was on the line, and Ezra the priest was not about to make a pagan king think the God of the Jews was weak. So they passed on requesting infantry and cavalry. They fasted and prayed, and God answered their prayer. They safely made the arduous trek. There's so many great applications to this story, but let's start by asking a question. What does God's gracious hand mean to you? How you answer that question speaks volumes about your faith and your relationship with your Heavenly Father. When you are camped by the Ahava River, facing an epic journey, can you trust him? Who is your source for help? As a former infantry officer, I have to say, Ezra did not lack for courage. It is a lot easier to opt for available might than trust in heaven's unseen angels. But it is always better to fast for God's favor than to eat and rely on human strength. The truth is, God's hand is mentioned about 455 times in the Bible, about 384 times in the Old Testament, and about 71 times in the New Testament. His hand represents power, judgment, punishment, kindness, grace, love, and authority. By his hand is our best choice. In his hand is security. Beside his hand is glory. 
From his head is blessing. Through his head is salvation. Under his head is shelter. With his head is eternal fellowship. Before his head is worship. Something to think about in Reveration. Our inspirational thought comes from Robert Kayanja in his book, Holy Spirit. Many Christians worldwide wonder what moves the hand of God, what gets him to act. Prayer, fasting, true repentance, thanksgiving, and true worship are some of the things that move that hand of God. Thanks for listening. If you would like to learn more about First Cause or receive Grandpa's devotionals, by email, just go to www.firstcausedoc.org and click on the free weekly devotional button. Our goal is to give you something to think about. In reverence, I'm in the battle, Lord. I'm in the battle.